Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, offering a broad range of cardiac and vascular treatments in our community. More information is available at upmc.com slash centralpaheart. The Penn State Dickinson Law School, formerly known as the Dickinson School of Law in Carlisle, was founded in 1834, making it the oldest law school in Pennsylvania and one of the oldest in the country. Penn State and Dickinson Law merged more than 20 years ago. Today, there are two separate campuses, Penn State Law Dickinson Law in Carlisle and Penn State Law in University Park at the main campus of Penn State. Penn State President Neely Benapudi has proposed merging the two law schools once again, with Penn State Dickinson Law in Carlisle being the main hub. Benapudi has indicated the move would save resources and be more efficient. The merger has been met with some criticism. With us today is a distinguished alum of what is now Penn State Dickinson Law, the president of Dickinson College, and former federal judge, 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 judge John Jones. Judge, welcome to the program. Scott, it's uh, great to be with you, as always. You're not, I want to clear this up right up front. You are not an insider on this issue, correct? That's right. I'm not an official spokesperson. I'm an alum. Um, as you noted, uh, I love the law school. It's a, a place that I hold near and dear uh, to my heart. Uh, I know some things about the uh, uh, the matter, but uh, but no, I'm not an official spokesperson. I'm obviously the president of Dickinson College, which uh, uh, had a long time ago a, a formal relationship. We still have a, a sort of a neighborly, friendly uh, relationship and, and do some work together. So the big question, the broad question, your thoughts on the merger? Well, it's interesting. I think you, you have to look at the arc of this um, uh, sort of marriage uh, that took place in, in uh, as you noted, in 1997. Um, back in that time, uh, acquiring a law school uh, was, was something that made a lot of sense, I think, for Penn State University. Um, applications were high. Uh, law schools uh, were an asset. Uh, uh, Penn State lacked one, and it made perfect sense uh, to do that. The paradigm changed somewhat over time. Uh, in the recession of 2007-2008, applications went down after that. Then uh, there was a really kind of a, a, a change in the legal uh, paradigm. And so, um, you know, I think it's been a bumpy ride, and they've, they've hit some headwinds. Um, uh, I, I'm not surprised that they're they're trying to reunify the law school simply because in higher ed today, I don't think the economics of having two separate schools, two separate administrations, two separate sort of uh, superstructures, if you will, two separate deans, that doesn't make sense to me um, as someone now associated uh, with higher education. So structurally, um, uh, it, it's... Um, it makes sense, but I think the the path that has uh, been occasioned since uh, since you know in the last twenty five years has been uh, one that was somewhat unexpected and a little bit meandering. When you say it doesn't make sense today, are you referring to what President Benapudi said 
in so many words that uh, she's looking for resources, in other words, cutting costs, and uh, that it didn't make sense to compete with one another. Well, uh, they they were not designed to compete with each other, Scott. They were designed, uh, you know, as as I understood it, uh, and I was an adjunct, I should note, uh, an adjunct professor for seven years. I'm not anymore, of course, but I taught taught uh, criminal uh, federal criminal procedure with my uh, colleague uh, Judge uh, Kit Connor uh, for quite a few years, and you know, it was designed to be uh, Penn State law as the sort of Big Ten, if you will, law school with more of an international flavor and Dickinson would be more of what it was, the quintessential sort of um, Pennsylvania centric, um, you know, uh, general practice uh, law school. And surprisingly to some, but not necessarily to me, uh, under the leadership of former Dean Gilden, Gary Gilden, uh, Penn State Dickinson, really outperformed uh, or at least equaled the the Penn State law. So it didn't exactly work out the way it was supposed to. uh, And I think the the distinction between the two sort of blurred. But I I, I believe reading the tea leaves, uh, President Benaputi was given a mandate from her board, I'm I'm quite certain, uh, to cut costs. Uh, And every uh, university or college, no matter how big or small, uh, they have to face that uh, from time to time. And you know, where do you find economies? Well, one place you could find economies uh, would be to not have duplications. And I think that's what moved her to make this uh, uh, recommendation uh, that that appears as if it will be implemented uh, in the next couple of years. She said, she actually said that it didn't make sense for two schools to compete with one another. Even though that may have not been the original intent, apparently that's what's been occurring. I think that's true. Um, and, and, you know, the, the meandering path that I described, Scott, and I'm you know, being uh, honest here uh, from my understanding uh, of the situation, and I, I was fairly close to it at, at various times. You know, when this happened in 1997, the then um, governing board at the uh, law school, including uh, my, my dear friend and mentor, former Governor Ridge, and my former colleague, uh, Judge Sylvia Rambo, they were vitally interested in having the law school stay in Carlisle. Uh, in the succeeding years, it was quite clear that President Spanier, then President Spanier, wanted to move the law school north um, and and uh, relocated uh, at State College. There was uh, quite a, a tumultuous period. And the result of that, Scott, was that uh, a, a great alum uh, by the name of Lou Katz, who unfortunately passed away in a plane crash a couple of years ago, Lou Katz made a, a, a substantial uh, gift that both allowed the um, sort of uh, complete remake of the physical plant in, in uh, Carlisle and the construction of a new law school up at University Park. But it was it was a, a compromise that um, probably left a, nobody entirely happy because I think, truth be told, President Spanier wanted everything up in University Park. Uh, I think he had to bow to the pressure that came from a number of people, including then Governor Rendell, who was a great friend of Lou Katz's. It's, a, it's sort of a complicated process. Former uh, uh, Pennsylvania Attorney General uh, Roy Zimmerman, uh, another great friend of mine, was involved. And and they sort of forced, I think, President Spanier's hand and, and bifurcated the law schools. So in the ensuing years, then, you had two law schools 
uh, two two campuses, excuse me, under one umbrella. And um, so when I taught as an adjunct, um, I would have a class in front of me and then I could see a screen in the back of the room and have a class sitting up in University Park because, of course, I taught at the Carlisle campus. It just didn't work. Uh, and uh, it was it was a tough way to teach. And it was, I thought, very artificial and led to the then the the separation of the two schools. But one might look at this now, you know, in retrospect and say, um, building out the two campuses uh, as happened, uh, you know, years ago, uh, probably, you know, in the early 2000s as a compromise, probably wasn't exactly the right uh, move to make. You mentioned two former governors, a former attorney general, and some other well-known people. Is it common that those kind of personal relationships can influence moves like this? Oh, I think uh, in the case of um, Dickinson Law School, you know, uh, when I was in the Ridge administration and I served as chair of the Liquor Control Board at that time, and uh, we used to laugh that uh, given uh, Governor Ridge's uh, status as an alum and his love for the law school that, uh, uh, you know, we had a sort of Dickinson Law School mafia in the uh, in the Ridge administration. There were more than a few uh, lawyers uh, like myself who served in the administration, and there tends to be very close bonds. My predecessor is chief judge in the Middle District of Pennsylvania, Kit Connor, uh, as a proud DSL graduate. My successor is chief judge, uh, Matthew Brand, uh, also uh, DSL graduate, as I said, Sylvia Rambo, after whom the new courthouse, the federal courthouse in Harrisburg uh, is named, is a um, uh, not just an alum, but a you know a treasured friend and an alum. Uh, they all, uh, I would say, are vitally interested in making sure that the law school uh, remains a presence in in Carlisle. And uh, and I might say too that. Um, uh, you know, I don't know what went into pres- the president's uh, President Buddha Pudi, uh, her uh, calculus, but uh, Danielle Conway, uh, who's the dean and and who uh, it appears is going to lead uh, this this unified school, um, has been uh, a, a great success uh, in Carlisle. And I, I, you would have to think logically that went into the president's calculus as well. Judge Jones, one thing that I mentioned before the break that I'd like to get into, in that is, why should this matter to those who don't attend the law school or haven't attended the law school? Uh, should it matter to the Carlisle community, for example? Oh, I think it matters a great deal to the Carlisle community. Um, the law school has been a presence there, uh, as you noted in your introduction, uh, in some form since 1834. You know, um, as I said, you know, if you were if you could test uh, the the uh, genealogy of of a um, an institution, which you can't, but you can look it up, uh, you, you can see that. Uh, uh, you know, Dickinson College uh, was the sort of parent of the law school going back. So there's 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 that l- long sort of uh, familial uh, relationship uh, between the two. But but I think it adds something to the nature of Carlisle, you know, with the college that I lead, with the law school, with the war college and so forth. Um, it, it makes uh, Carlisle a, a much more vibrant uh, place. Uh, there are many people employed at the law school in uh, Carlisle, you know, who um, are um, longtime uh, 
uh, who have longtime affiliations with the uh, with the law school. So yeah, I think it matters uh, uh, a great deal. And I would say too that for um, uh, the 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 larger community, uh, when I was on the bench, I always employed um, uh, interns, law students uh, from Carlisle. So the proximity to Harrisburg and to the federal bench in Harrisburg was very meaningful. And I and I would have to believe. That, that went into the president's calculus uh, as well, much as, you know, um, State College is a wonderful town, but it's not a federal station. So you do have county judges there. But the uh, existence of the federal station in uh, in Harrisburg, I think, is is uh, an outstanding opportunity for uh, for uh, Penn State Dickinson Law students. And that has been mentioned by those who support this merger, that the proximity to Harrisburg uh, is a big advantage for uh, Penn State uh, Dickinson. On the other hand, uh, one of the criticisms from students at University Park is that they have access to more resources at Penn State's main campus than they would have in Carlisle. Your thoughts on that? Well, that may be true. Um, you know, and again, uh, it depends on what you want to be. Uh, I think uh, if you look at those resources in terms of, of um, you know, sort of international study uh, and so forth, well, that's I, I'm, I'm sure quite sure uh, that there are some resources in State College. It's a huge, you know, land grant uh, university. But uh, at the same time, um, you know, we're, we're everybody's online. You know, everybody can tap into resources. I I I find that just a little bit hollow. I think it's probably um, a little bit of uh, local bias uh, in the University Park uh, area. Again, you know, if if uh, we were to do this all over again, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be it wouldn't take the course knowing today what what we know. Um, about things. Unfortunately, when all these things were done, you know, 20, 25 years ago, uh, the path ahead uh, couldn't exactly be uh, predicted, I think. Um, but you look at that building that was uh, constructed up in University Park, you know, it's 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 uh, it's problematic. This is a major move uh, uh, by Penn State uh, University. But I, I, you know, I, I think that um, the type of lawyers that have been turned out uh, by Penn State uh, Dickinson Law um, uh, you, you know, shows uh, for itself and is kind of exhibit A as you look at the list of of uh, alums, you know, who've succeeded, uh, you know, not just in in perhaps politics and, and uh, related areas, but also uh, on the bench uh, uh, in the in the practice of law, you know, distinguished alums. And there's a very high brand loyalty among uh, the graduates of that school. And that's what I understand. And I've heard from uh, you know, some graduates of, of, of both schools. Saw a quote in the Philadelphia Inquirer from a current uh, Penn State law student at University Park. And uh, I don't know, maybe you, I, I'm just curious what you as a, a Dickinson School of Law graduate would say to this. But she said that uh, she felt that Penn State law has more prestige since employers would be more familiar with Penn State than they would be with Dickinson. Uh, She used the term, it's a Big Ten school compared to a small town school. What do you think about that? Well, I, I, I again would go back uh, and and say, Scott, that that was the idea, um, and that's how this sort of uh, two uh, different schools under two different administrations uh, uh, was sold. 
But but the fact of the matter is that you you know if you look at the metrics, if you look statistically, uh, I I don't put you know a hundred percent stock in ratings because I think they can sometimes be misleading. But the fact of the matter is that that uh, Penn State uh, Dickinson has performed extremely well. So I might take issue, uh, but I understand that that, that uh, bias. You, you know, Dickinson uh, Law School, Penn State Dickinson Law School. Uh, has the advantage of having a much longer tail, sort of a much longer history and legacy uh, of graduates. We're talking about, you know, up in um, University Park, what, uh, you know, since about 2006. Uh, and I, I just don't see logically, you know, how that has a firm place in the sort of constellation of of hiring uh, that would allow it to, to take precedence over uh, Penn State uh, uh, Dickinson Law. Let's talk about hiring. Does it make a difference or how much of a difference does it make to a law firm or another employer where a law degree came from? The, the situs of the law degree uh, wouldn't matter, I think, for a prospective employer. And I hired a, a great number of, of uh, Dickinson Law School, law school uh, clerks um, uh, in my chambers uh, when I was on the bench. You looked at, you know, the prestige of the school, um, you know, the sort of rankings where it where it sits, uh, where it's viewed. Uh, and you look uh, at the the statistics, uh, uh, the uh, of the individual student, excuse me. And, and that would be, you know, their transcript, uh, their recommendations from professors and so forth. So, uh, you know, I didn't particularly care about geography uh, when I was hiring people, and I'm only speaking for myself, but I think that's true um, with law firms as well. But one of the things about Penn State Dickinson Law School students uh, that I know is that um, uh, they have we have a lot of alums out in the community, and we also have a lot of people who aren't alums, but who have hired Penn State Dickinson Law students. And the fact of the matter is they're attractive in the marketplace. So if you get somebody and and you find them to be uh, well taught and and proficient in in various areas, uh, including trial practice, which which uh, uh, the school leans heavily into, then you're going to naturally develop a favorable bias towards uh, folks from that school. So I think that those are all the sort of ingredients that go into it. Geography probably being last. President Biden's proposal to eliminate some student debt acquired as college loans has put a lot of attention on the cost of higher education. How are colleges and universities, and in this case, law schools, looking for ways to be, make it more affordable, cut cost? Well, uh, cost cutting, uh, unfortunately, as I said uh, earlier, Scott, is is uh, uh, the way of the world. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're... Um, you know, your Dickinson College uh, with 2000 uh, plus students or your the or your uh, Penn State University, you know, with 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 tens of thousands of uh, of students, you, you know, you've got to watch that bottom line very carefully. Uh, money is a finite uh, resource. Um, so, you know, it's it's a question of using your dollars most efficiently. And it's a question of uh, of scholarships uh, at Dickinson College. Uh, we're in the midst of the largest scholarship drive in the school's history, a $75 million scholarship drive. Uh, 
and they're doing quite well with it, uh, by the way. But, um, you know, that's part of it. So you, you're going to have to subsidize um, students today because the, the cost of an education is is high. The results are terrific, but, um, you know, you, you, you've got to find a way uh, to make sure that that students uh, can access uh, higher ed and and uh, but but you know it, it I, there was a time well before I arrived at the doorstep of higher uh, higher education when I, I think um, colleges and universities you know uh, were more awash in full pay students and had more uh, if you will boundless resources that just simply isn't the case today so I empathize. You know, with with uh, President uh, Benaputi, I mean, I she's she got handed a deficit, I think, and and she's being as proactive as she can. These are these are necessarily un, unpopular uh, decisions in in you know in some segments. There's there's always someone who's going to be disaffected by these. Mm. Uh, judge John Jones, who is the president of Dickinson College, a former federal judge in the Middle District of Pennsylvania. Always good talking with you. Thank you very much for being with us today, Judge. Scott, Happy New Year. It's great to be with you. And first time on the Spark, uh, not the first time with you, but uh, congratulations on the new uh, the new title. Well, hopefully we'll get you into the studio sometime in the future. It's been three years since we've had uh, guests every day in the studio. So hopefully we'll do that in the near future. I look forward to it. Great to see you. Thank you very much. Thank you.